A good day and welcome to episode 43 of the Ombra Gaming Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Manny, and as always, I'm here with Matt and Steve on this fine Thursday evening. Matt and Steve, how are you both? Answer at the same time. One, two, three, go. I'm doing pretty Fantastic. well. I don't know why he had to shout it. I thought we were having a conversation. I thought we were yelling. He's, he's, he's getting shouty. Well, he said answer at the same time. <laughs> I thought we were yelling, he says. <laughs> well, that's, that is, that's on brand, so, you know. That is on brand. Uh, well, let's go one at a time. Steve, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I'll be uh, going to the Cape this weekend, so I'm looking forward to getting some, uh, you know, last last couple of beach days of the summer. Yeah, you know? come back all red and stuff. Hopefully, that's that's what I go down for. As... That's also very on brand if we're if we're being honest. Matt, how are you doing? Good. It, it looks like you're in the dark. Oh yeah, my light's not on all the way, and that light's not on either. So we've concluded you are, in fact, in the dark. All right. That's, it's that's good confirmed work, boys. I'm in the dark. Uh, how is your week going so far, Matt? Good. I went upstate last weekend on a little mini trip. We went hiking. I was in Massachusetts, Steve. Oh. oh. Where, whereabouts? In the Berkshires. It's Berkshires. On Mount uh, Greylock. Well, do you, feel, do you feel healthier after your hikes, uh, I uh, feel Matt? way more relaxed. Well, I'm glad you're so at peace with yourself and at peace with nature, Matt. Congratulations. And congratulations to our listeners because this is episode 43 of the Ombra Gaming Podcast. And you've won a free the right to listen podcast. To I don't know. Yeah, you got a free podcast. Uh, the topic of today's podcast is hot takes and unpopular opinions. So we're going to go around the group and lay it all out on the table with some unpopular opinions about video games and the nerd culture we love so much. But we're going to kick the show off with a little round of the Newlyweds game, and I will explain the rules when we get there. But before we even get to that, the house is discussing it's time to keep it. First up on housekeeping, please follow us on social media. We are at Ombra underscore gaming on Twitter and at Ombra gaming on Instagram, where you can keep up with all of our latest jokes and pictures, and I promise they're good. You can also follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Ombra underscore gaming where we stream almost every single day of the week on a variety of platforms and we have a whole bunch of fun. So you should join us there and follow our streams. And hey, maybe one day you'll even get to play a game or two with us. Wouldn't that be rad? And if you like that, you can even join our community by clicking the invite link on our Twitter bio and you can join our Discord server where we have people talking about video games and nerd culture all day. And all night. We have a wonderful group of people in our Discord community, so join on in and have some fun with us. Unless you're racist, then don't do those things. Next up on Housekeeping, you can also find all of our content, including articles, news, reviews, and industry observations, along with every single podcast we've ever produced at ombragaming.com. And if you're really enjoying all of our content there, you can head over to patreon.com slash ombragaming and support us because every single dollar will go right back into the show and make us the very best podcast we can possibly be. It helps out with equipment, software, subscriptions, and all of that good stuff. So uh, if you really want to help us grow and you want to help us be the best that we can be, then go ahead and help us out at patreon.com slash ombragaming. And we will give a thank you shout out to all of our patrons at the end of the episode because this is the last episode of the month of August. Wow, it is already September. 
And if you want to give us a call and let us know how we're doing with all of our content or ask us a question, you can leave us a voicemail, 347-509-5620. And if you leave us a good voicemail, we might even play it right here on the podcast, and I believe we have at least one or maybe two to play on this episode. And next up on housekeeping, hey, guess what? We're going to be at PAX West in Seattle in just a few days. So if you're going to be there, please let us know. I'll meet up with you. And if you're of age, I'll buy you a drink. How about that? That's an Omber Gaming guarantee. I, I don't want to say that because I might go broke. But hey, let us know if you're going to be at PAX West. We're going to be all over the place. We're going to be doing interviews. We're going to go to some events. We're going to hang out with some of our friends. It's going to be great. So if you want to swing by and say hello, just hit us up. Find us on Twitter. Give us a call. Send us an email. All of those things. We would love to see you. And last up on housekeeping, as always, this episode is brought to you by Nerdius Brands which is a fantastic website that features products from designers and vendors from all over the world, no matter the nerdy fandom. So if you want some rad nerdy gear, head over to nerdiestbrands.com. That's N-E-R-D-I-O-U-S brands.gov. Just kidding, it's .com. That was a curveball for you. And of course, thank you to them for supporting the show. The house is now clean. Let's get on with the show. So we're going to play a little game called the Newlyweds Game. So if you're unfamiliar with this game, it is typically played at weddings. But the way it works is we pose questions to each other and we have to see how well we know each other. So, for example, I'll be like, who do you think was my first video gaming crush? And they'll have to tell me who my first video game crush was. So this is a little test of how well we know each other. So why don't we kick it off with Matt? Go ahead and get it started. Uh, so some of mine have options, and then some of mine don't. Okay, so here's my first one. This game is my favorite game that I'm currently playing. Okay, if we were getting married, I would say Battle for Azeroth. No question, right? Steve? You know, I'm going to go a little wild card. Stick fight. Good answer, Steve. But it is Battle for Azeroth. Yeah, we just got married. But Stick Fight is a very good guess because I'm having a ton of fun with that game. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought what we had was special. So uh, oh. you know, I guess whatever. <laughs> Fuck me, right? You know. Oh, jeez. Well, since I got that one right, I will go next. And this one has three options. What is my favorite Mortal Kombat character? The options are. I know what it is already. You don't have to give me options. Sub Zero, Raiden, the Thunder God. Or Liu Kang. Liu Kang. Sub-Zero. Great answer, Matt, but Steve got it right. It is Liu Kang. Didn't you write about Sub-Zero in something? I did not write about Sub-Zero. He was, um, Sub-Zero was the guess the game poem that I wrote. Right, it was a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I have talked about how Liu Kang is my favorite Mortal Kombat character in the Discord. Well, Steve, that means you're next. How convenient. My first gaming crush was Lara Croft. Meryl Silverberg, Mei Ling, or Claire Redfield? I'm going to say Claire Redfield because she's like overtly designed to be sexy. I'm going to say Lara Croft because you love those games. The answer is actually Mei Ling. Oh. No way. I loved Mei Ling. She's hilarious in her little like ancient wisdoms that she would bestow upon Snake every time you called was awesome. And I loved their little flirtatious relationship because obviously I played the game when I was like eight years old and Solid Snake is basically like a 12 year old boy when he interacts with any female. 
So I could easily relate to that because I was an eight-year-old child. Well, uh, since neither of us got that right, let's just go right to the top of the line. Matt, what's your next question? When I play role-playing games with character customization options and I get to choose a class, I typically choose this class. And here are your options. Mage, Warlock, Rogue, or Priest. I'm going to say Rogue. I was leaning towards Rogue as well. Wow. You guys know nothing about me. My second guess was going to be Warlock. Yes, that's correct. Warlock. Well, Steve, your second guess was correct, so why don't you go next? Of these video game characters, who did I most want to be when I was a child? Solid Snake, Crash Bandicoot, Pablo Sanchez, Leon Kennedy, or Gabe Logan? I think Solid Snake's too obvious. I also think Leon Kennedy is a little bit too obvious. I am going to say... I'm going to say Gabe Logan. I'm going to say Solid Snake, because although it's obvious, I don't know, I think... Sometimes the answer is right under your nose. Exactly. Also, wait. Well, yeah, go on. No, what were you going to say? No, it's fine. You sure now? I'm... Because uh... I'm about to explain the answer, so this is your last chance. Continue. I did often want to uh see what life was like as a secret agent be be solid snake but to be honest pablo Pablo sanchez Sanchez. yeah dude he was the secret weapon he was the ultimate backyard baseball player backyard football player he was even good at backyard basketball even though he was like three feet tall yeah pablo sanchez the secret weapon he was the man i was about to switch my answer to pablo sanchez before i decided not to shoulda woulda coulda all right my next question what is my favorite game system of all time? And I have some options. Is it the N64? Is it the GameCube? Is it the PS1? Or is it the Dreamcast? Dreamcast. I'm locking in Dreamcast. Okay, like everyone that grew up our age would say N64. But I'm wondering, based on previous answers, if you would be as basic to say, also say N64. Wonder away. I'm going to say... PS1. It is. In fact, the Dreamcast. That's so stupid. The Dreamcast was a great <laughs> little guy. The second, very close second would be GameCube, for sure. The Dreamcast was, it just holds a special place in my heart. And every time I see one at like a used video game store, I'm like, oh, I should get it. And I never do, but I think eventually I will. But the GameCube is also fantastic. Steve, you're up next. The first PlayStation game I own, this is PlayStation 1 I'm talking about here. Metal Gear Solid, Crash Bandicoot, MLB 99, the demo disc including classics such as Medieval (laughs) and Jet Moto, or Resident Evil Director's Cut. I'm going to say Crash Bandicoot, or as Matt would say, Crash Bandicoot. It was Crash Bandicoot, demo disc, Resident Evil, MLB 99, and Metal Gear Solid. I'm between MLB 99 and demo disc <laughs> but i feel like you just threw demo disc in there i'll, I'll say mlb so this one had two correct answers what was the, the demo, demo disc, disc including yeah. it comes, Me, with, God, it comes with it it comes with the system <laughs> that, those days were great um but mlb 99 as well that was one of the first ones so the two ones that I was choosing between were both yeah. right so yeah you are correct resident evil director's cut quickly followed it and then Metal Gear Solid was after that. Fun fact, wow, I never Crash owned Bandicoot. the original Crash Bandicoots because my neighbor, who I always hung out with, he owned them, and we'd always play at his house. Uh, that makes sense. Okay, m- my turn. 
My favorite role to play in competitive esports. Uh, it's a toss-up because I've seen you play Genji and I've seen you play Moira. I'm going to go with Healer. That sounds like about right. Support class. Support class. That is correct. I'll go ahead and go next. What was my first shooter? Call of Duty Finest Hour, which was the first shoot, uh, first Call of Duty to come to console. Just a little context there. Um, was it Wolfenstein 3D? Was it Marathon, which was one of Bungie's very first games? Or was it Turok, the Dinosaur Hunter? You know, I am going to say Marathon simply because I remember you talking about it in Discord at some point. And I think there there might have been some nostalgia there. So I'm going to go with Marathon. Like All of these were kind of a toss-up for me because like they're all so early. I don't I, I can't pinpoint. Was Turok a shooter? Turok is absolutely a first-person shooter. It always Maybe has I'm been. thinking of a different game. Oh, you got so fiercely defensive of that. I'm going to go with Turok. You're thinking of Ark Evolved. <laughs> I'm going to go with Turok, but I don't think it's right. Uh, that's a weird thing to do. You sure you want to do that? Or <laughs> Yep. Okay, well, you're Lock wrong. Lock it in. No. <laughs> um, it is, in fact, Wolfenstein 3D. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I thought think, that um, was obvious. I think we talked about it i remember talking about how it was the first shooter i played at some point in the podcast i forget what topic it was or what episode but uh yeah pretty early great game uh let's just go in reverse order matt why don't you go next all right my favorite beverage to drink while gaming shout out to toot because i know he could get this with his eyes closed without options all right here are the options lemon lime Gatorade, nice white wine, preferably a Chardonnay, or lemon Italian soda. I'm going to say lemon Italian soda because you fucking would. (laughs) (laughs) So rude. I'm going to go with lemon lime Gatorade. The answer is lemon Italian soda. (laughs) Because you fucking would. I do. My favorite Gatorade flavor, though, is lemon lime. So good job, Steve. I'm more of a glacial cherry kind of guy. I don't think I've ever had that one. It's the white one. Oh, yeah. I've never had it. Uh, Steve, even though you didn't get it right, why don't you go next? My first broken controller was caused by which game? Once again, MLB 99 making another appearance. Madden 2004. Or the final mission of Sonic the Hedgehog 2 on the Sega Genesis. Ooh. I'm going to go with Sonic. Yeah, same. It was Madden. I oh, didn't fuck. get Ooh. into my broken controller phase until like PS2 and uh, losing to people using Michael Vick. So Manny, what do you got? All right. What was my first MMORPG? <gasps> what? I figured you would like this one. Was it Ark Lord Online? Was it Lord of the Rings Online? Was it Drift City Online? Which as context was... A great game. It was a cell shaded uh, racing game, but you could level up your car, you could do different missions with your car, and then you could challenge other people to races. It was great. Um, or was it Fear Online, which is a first person shooter based on the Fear games? I'm going to say Lord of the Rings. Yeah, same. You're a massive Lord of the Rings fan. It was Ark Lord Fuck. Online, which was a great game. It was the first one I got into. I think what I was a that? freshman in high school. Um, I don't even know how I came across it but basically there's these different worlds and there was one arc lord and the the arc lord was a player and at the end of i think like a round which was a month long you could challenge the arc lord and if you won you became the arc lord for the next month 
And if fantastic. if the Ark Lord, you know, wins, then he remains the Ark Lord. And people would come and watch the the Ark Lord battle. It was awesome. It was such a good game. I think the servers shut down maybe five or six years ago, but um, it was awesome. Yeah, my phone background in high school was actually my character. <laughs> I was in a guild and everything. Oh, it was awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was fantastic. That's great. Matt, why don't you go next? All right. My top two favorite Smash characters. I'm going to go with Link and uh, King DDD. I'm, I was going to say Link as well. Uh, yeah, I'll just second what Steve said. <laughs> I don't You're just going to second Link and DDD? I don't know. Link and Pikachu. I'll say Link and Pikachu. Uh, King DDD is actually correct. So that's one for Steve. And so I'll give you options for the second character. Okay. Falco, Jigglypuff, Marth, and Peach. Peach. Falco. Peach! Good job, Steve. I think you've mentioned that before. I, I vaguely remember you saying something about Peach in the past that, nice, like, Steve. she was uh, one of your top characters. Falco is would be my third. Falco Punch. No, well, that's Captain, Captain Falcon. Falcon. Whatever. Falco the Bird. Well, Steve, since you nailed both of those, why don't you go next? Yeah, good job. What is my most played Sega game? Is it Sonic? Battletoads, World Series Baseball, or Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Oh man, those are there's a lot of Steve references in that one. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Have fun with this one. I want to say Sonic, but he said it first. Usually, you don't say the answer first. So this is your most played. So like, I don't think Battletoads has a long life lifespan uh, for young Steve. I also don't think Zombies Ate My Neighbors has a long lifespan because I feel like you probably beat that and that was that. I think, oh man. And because like Sonic's got a lot of entries. Maybe he beat one and moved on to another because he said Sonic, right? I did say Sonic. Just Sonic encompasses. Uh, But also, but then you have to factor in too, World Series Baseball had yearly installments. I did not, now I will say I did not buy every yearly installment. I, I will tell you I had World Series Baseball and I had World Series Baseball 96. So I had two separate World Series Baseball games. And the thing is, with those games, you could play a thousand games, right? You know what I mean? Like, you could have a thousand baseball games in, in either of those, you know? I'm going to go with baseball because I think young Steve was into those sports games. Hey, I love the baseball. They hike up their socks Get to their knees. Get me those Cracker Jacks. And, and, and I'll tell you what, peanuts wouldn't be a bad idea neither. Give me <laughs> some hot dogs. Oh, Babe Ruth. He could sure slam it past the fences and even further with his stick ball. Slammy hammy. I'm going to go with, um, I'll, I'll go with the other one. I'll go with Sonic. I have a feeling it's going to be neither of ours, Matt, but I'm so going to go with you, Sonic. Yeah, right, I, think so, it might be, I think it might be the zombie game. So, Matt, you went with baseball and Matt, yeah. you went with Sonic? Correct. So, I will say those were both of my two most played so one of those is my most played. So one of you is correct. The winner of this round is Matt. It was World Series oh, Baseball. Oh, nice. Yeah. And because, man, you you were correct in the sense that, like, you could put, just play game after game after game. Yeah. And, Matt, you were also correct because I had mentioned this in the past. When I was younger, most of the time I was playing, like, baseball or Madden or NHL or those mm. games. All right. So continuing with the sports game vibe. What was my very first sports game? Was it Fight Night 2004, uh, which was PlayStation 2 and Xbox? Was it FIFA 98, which was uh, PlayStation N64 and the computer? Was it NFL Street, 
on the GameCube Nintendo. I'm going to go with NFL Street on the GameCube Nintendo. Matthew? Oh, I think Steve's right. I think it's NFL Street. It was NFL Street on the GameCube Nintendo. What a fucking game. That was fantastic. Looks like we only kind of know each other a little bit. If you know us better, (laughs) marry me, because I'm lonely. Please. Please go on a date with me. (laughs) That was the Newlyweds game. I'm glad we're not all three getting married to each other, because I don't know if we would be good fits, you know? I'm not ready for that type of commitment. People should call in with theirs, and we have to guess theirs. Yeah, if you have any Newlyweds questions about yourself that you want us to guess, give us a ring. Call us at 347-509-5620, and we will marry you. So let's move on to the topic of the pod, which, as I stated at the beginning of the show, is hot takes and unpopular opinions. So let's get it started. Who wants to take the floor first with their first hot take? I'll go. All right, Matt, get it started. What unpopular opinion do you have to bring to the table? All right, here's my hot take. I'll start with the obvious one. I dislike Fortnite. I don't think it's fun. And I'm sad that it's taken over streaming and that for so many young gamers, it's all they play and watch when there are so many better games out there. I find that to be reasonable, but I too am not a fan of Fortnite. (laughs) I, I find it to be reasonable as well. However, I don't have as much against it as you do, which is whatever. That's fine. But my question for you is, so you say it has taken over streaming, but you only watch streams that you search for. You know what I mean? Right, but if I'm a user going on, yeah, what's going to pop up first? Fortnite. If I'm a middle school student, what am I going to watch? Ninja. We're going to do a quick Google search here. We're going to What do am I going to download on my phone and play in class? Fortnite. Most streamed games on Twitch. It's got to be Fortnite. It's Fortnite. It's like, Fortnite's Fortnite. always number 1. World of Warcraft overtook it on You're release wrong. date. It's Dota 2. That's old. That's definitely old data. I'm looking at There's it right no way. now. There's no way that's recent data. It's right he's now. Missing. He's looking at up-to-date Dota data, all right? <laughs> Dota data? It's literally right now. So as of right now, moment of recording, it's Dota 2 by like almost double. Dota 2 at 350,000, uh, 350,806 viewers on Twitch. Fortnite in second okay, place but do you at know why? Because there's a special event. There's a special Dota event. That's why. There's a tournament going on. There's a Dota that's data a, event, all right? That's the only reason it's the top right now. Dota's not even as popular anymore as League is. So there's just a special event going on. Interesting. Go on any non-special event night, it's Fortnite. And I think it's, yeah, I don't know. I th- it's just dumb. Fortnite's a dumb game. Spamming build is stupid and takes no skill. Sorry. I don't know. I tried it, and I couldn't figure that shit out. Sure. Okay, sorry. Spamming build takes skill, but it's a stupid skill. It's a skill that does not translate to any other game. Spamming build is a dumb mechanic to begin with. Yeah, I mean, it's just frustrating because like, it's a it's a battle royale, and then it's like, Hashtag well, build this tower. Well, yeah, I know. I get what you're saying. One could also argue that spamming build is what makes it unique. I, I agree that it doesn't translate to most other games. Yeah, you can play Devil's you can play devil's Advocate if you want on my hot take. That's fine. Well, there you go. Hot take number one. Again, pretty obvious, but I'm glad you explained it a little bit. Thank you. Because I do think the spam build translating to any other game or, or its inability to do so is a good point. It's a good point. Uh, Steve, would you like to go next? What I have is just my general opinion on Breath of the Wild because, like, I just don't Ooh, think it's that amazing oh of a game, right? Like, yeah. that was episode forty-three. <laughs> we all love Breath of the Wild here. Thanks for listening. Yeah, I just uh, I gotta tell you. I, I mean, I've talked about this in the past, so I'm not gonna go too in depth here. 
if you want you can listen to those old episodes as you know i wasn't a fan of the the weapon mechanic that really sucked me out of it and then i just wasn't really a fan of the open world being the fact that there really is no guidance like it's just like yeah go do whatever the fuck you want it's like yeah okay that's cool i guess in a sense but even like skyrim where that's a game where you can literally do whatever the fuck you want there still is you know set paths like you gotta go do these things and then with breath of the wild it's like all right yeah you go do the shrines then you go do the divine beasts but for the most part i don't know i didn't really feel like it was a, a lived in open world i think that there are better open worlds out there and especially playing that after i had played horizon zero dawn which had a full open world I was very disappointed. Maybe if it was the other way around where I played that beforehand, I wouldn't have been as disappointed with it. But to go from that game, which had a rich, full world with characters that you wanted to interact with, with storylines you wanted to find out more about, with weapons that you wanted to keep upgrading because they were cool as shit. And then you go to, like, just sword, bow, and breaking shit, and I don't know. I, just... I, I will say, I think the strongest argument for it not being a compelling game would be the NPCs. The NPCs, especially compared to something like... There, yeah, there's Quest. just nothing yeah. there. They're just bland. And it's not that, like, they don't speak or whatever. They just have the text box. I don't care about that. I play plenty of games where the story is all text. It's, it's a bit just cookie cutter. They have, nothing, they have just nothing good to say. Like, I just don't give yeah. a fuck what they have to say. There's that one merchant, Beetle, that made me want to fucking end my life every I time he Beetle. spoke. He's so annoying. Yeah, I gotta tell you, it's like, I've... I've tried to go back to it. Like, I try to pick it up, and I try. I'm like, I gotta give this game a chance. It's, everyone says it's so good. I gotta give it a chance. And every time I get, like, a half an hour into it, I'm like, I am so fucking bored. Well, that was a good hot take, because I feel like there's a lot of people, including recent... Since it won Game of the Year last year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna continue that train of thought. And this is also something that I brought up in the past. I'll tell you what, guys. Resident Evil 7 wasn't that fucking good. <laughs> that trash game especially on <laughs> vr got recognized as vr game of the year left oh. and fucking right it got a really good score on metacritic even though it fucking shouldn't have and i think that is absolute bullshit so let me break it down for you a little bit resident evil 7 was the first resident evil in the entire series to be written by a westerner it was written by a young man i actually don't know how old he is uh but his name is richard Pearsley. he also wrote fear which narratively speaking wasn't good that's not good writing it was a fun fear is a great series i enjoyed very much i played most of them if not all of them and they're fun but like narratively story-wise plot-wise not great what made resident evil awesome aside from the creepiness and the mechanics and, and the, the challenge of the mechanics frankly speaking was the dialogue it was written by japanese teams and they have their own brand of horror and American horror, mm -hmm, in my opinion, mm -hmm. isn't as good. So Resident Evil 7 was filled with campiness. It had a bunch of, like, southern hick-talking zombies. Jump scares, which are cheap and, and, frankly, an uninspiring way to do horror. Well, you know, when they say the South will rise again, that's what they That's what they about. meant. They, they meant the South would rise again in a trash horror game that everybody shit their pants about, even though it wasn't that good. Yeah, it lacks the intricacies of previous Resident Evil titles. It lacks the narrative uh, depth of pre previous Re Resident Evil titles. I would say, to your point about Resident Evil 7 supposedly being the best Resident Evil in the series, Resident Evil 4 is unquestionably the king of Resident Evil without uh, contest. Uh, two. Definitely two. You know, Steve, it's funny because I anticipated you would say that, and I got some facts for you because Resident Evil 4 
is easily the king of Resident Evil. Let me break it down for you. Resident Evil 4, like, built the horror survival genre. It it inspired games like Gears of War, Bioshock, and these are, like, factual things that people from those teams like actually hey, great. said resident evil 2 was way more fun to play switching between leon and claire doing different stories disagree modes, you could do the were. exact oh, same so thing good. in resident evil 4 resident evil 4 gameplay wise uh narratively mechanics was the best resident evil let's go through some of the numbers even though i know you said you wait till when the resident evil 2 remake comes out that will be the greatest resident oh, evil game yeah of all time. i think I that is you. probably true uh, Resident Evil 4, eighth best-selling Capcom game of all time at 5.9 million copies. Resident Evil 4, uh, Resident Evil 2, mid four millions. Resident Evil 4 also got a 96 out of 100 on Metacritic, while Resident Evil 2 got 89. Uh, and Resident Evil 4, uh, again with the movement, the slight zoom on the uh, on on every aim, the user-controlled camera, uh, and again it was often credited as influencing not only the genre of uh, survival horror, but games like Bioshock, games like Gears of War, even more more recent games that use the third-person perspective. Oh, so it invented the third-person camera? I didn't say that. Did I say that? <laughs> didn't come out of my mouth. Came out of your mouth, Steve. Stop trying to put those words in my throat. I'm all hot and bothered now. I need a cold shower and a and a and a cucumber water. Okay, cucumber water. All right, Matt. What's your hot take? Hot take number two. I think though there are games where using a controller is definitely better experientially than using a mouse and keyboard. Skill based gaming can only happen on a mouse and keyboard, except. For fighting games like Street Fighter, things like that. Anyone claiming using a controller for accuracy-based games is better than a mouse and keyboard is just factually incorrect. Define accuracy-based game. Mostly shooters. That is true. But also some strategy games as well. But, for example, Celeste, accuracy-based game. Limbo, accuracy-based game. I feel like all platforms are accuracy-based games. I, I get what you mean. I think shooters are absolutely correct. So I guess what I'm really getting at is that it frustrates me when people try to defend the controller in games where you need to pinpoint your accuracy or movement speed. Like a sh- yeah. And I don't I don't want to take away from controller games. Like I prefer playing The Witcher with a controller. So while I agree that it's frustrating when people try to defend controllers as being superior or or you know competent in shooters predominantly i've also never heard anybody try to make that argument to be fair oh i have really i feel like it's just a fact that mouse and key like anything that involves movement speed like you're at first i was questioning your comment about strategy games but when you have to move to when you have to click at a certain location fast enough then absolutely mouse and keyboard is faster that's just fact i i just i feel that people get caught up in the console versus pc thing that they'll they'll just go so far as to be like yes and this includes this is why the controller is better for everything yeah and it's like no you're not right all right steve what is your next hot hot take my next hot hot take is the telltale games engine isn't that bad people like it's not that bad it's not the best by any means don't get me wrong but I've never had, like, these game-breaking moments where I'm like, well, I can't play this game ever again. Like, so many people freak out about these, like, little, like, frame rate drops. Like, every game has fucking frame rate drops. Like, if you play a game long enough, the, the frame will drop. Telltale, not that bad. I appreciate that they are switching engines. I will say that. But, like, 
I've always been able to play through the games without being like, man, it's really sucking me out of it tonight. So that's that's my hot take. I feel like that falls under the under the larger umbrella of like fucking cool it about your quality of life <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, it's a fucking it's literally a comic book video game. Like yeah. all of these are comic book video yeah. games when you break it down. Yeah. And I think the, the, the argument of, like, frame rates, like, unless you're playing super high-level competitive shooter type shit, you don't see it. Your eyes don't catch that shit. We're fucking human. We're not, like, we, we, we our eyes can't see that much and that quickly. <laughs> like, when we were talking about the, when we were talking about Doom coming to Switch, Matt was like, well, that game was made to be played on PC. And I was like, well, sure, if you want to play it on the PC, that's fine. I'm just bringing up old grudges. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even remember that. Jeez. I thought about it every night before I go to bed. He has it tonight. written down. Just oh, in his journal. Yeah. He looks at it every night and he goes, one day I'll bring this November up. 7th, 2017. Oh, that was a good hot take though, Steve. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah that was a good Fiery. One. Is it my turn? My number two? Yep. My number two is uh, a simple one. And I feel like, Steve, you would agree with this and support this message. Leave sports games alone. When E3 happened, I heard so many people on Twitter, especially shitting on FIFA, because they're like, oh, a bunch of EA jocks playing their fucking ball games. And it's like, no, dude. I think the population of people who play sports games can absolutely overlap with MMORPGs, uh, MOBAs, shooters, strategy, and all the rest. Like, I think the narrative of sports games being like this niche jock ass bro dude group of people um i was hoping to see if you had any other adjectives to throw in there that was impressive it was like nine (laughs) i think it's bullshit i mean there's truth to it but there's also shitty people who play you know mmorpgs and jrpgs and shooters and all those right it's just like let people have fun things and let them enjoy the things that they like i was really excited when they announced the world cup mode in fifa 18 i was really excited about the champions league mode coming to to fifa 19 uh, except I'm probably not going to buy that one. But just like let us enjoy our <laughs> shit, you know. I think sports games are deservedly amongst some of the most fun games that are out there. FIFA was at one point for a long time the most streamed game on Twitch. So people like it and and just fucking let us, you know. That's my hot take. Is it my turn? It is your turn. Go ahead. All right, here's my hot take. I think overall, I'm ready to be upset. I'm prepared to be upset and offended. What is happening? All things considered, I'm even more prepared now. That World of Warcraft is hands down the best game ever made. That's just an opinion. Get out of here with that trash. It's not. <laughs> I mean, well, all hot takes are opinions. That's right. true. Exactly. I want to fight you on it, but it's fucking wasted breath because, like, all things considered, like how how is that even like you can't compare World of Warcraft to Call of Duty to Far Cry Five to yeah, Octopath Traveler? It's just better than those. I'll just break down a few points. The lore and background is deep. The storylines are interesting. The characters are also interesting. The uh, the races, the their interactions, the history of the entire world. It, it's all just well thought out, well realized. There's just a lot there. And you can get as involved with it or as little involved with it as you all right, want. So all things considered. Vanilla ice cream is the best ice cream. You can get as involved with it. You can put sprinkles on it. No, the I second do. Point. I see what you're saying. Before you get into your second point, I do see what you're saying that like it's a game where you can do whatever the fuck you want, and it's massive, and it's been going on for like a decade <laughs> or more, right? 
was it 20 More. years now 30 years 40 no. years <laughs> 80 years <laughs> 80 years second the music soundtrack is just phenomenal every expansion it's it's just fantastic music third (sighs) though the character customization is a little lacking because the game was developed so long ago the ability to play a character and have options within that class of how you want to play that character you can go on raids and fill specific roles you're fighting these like giant creatures it's just a great experience that you can you can experience alone you can experience with other people you can play it how you want in in that regard it's not like a skyrim where you're just relegated to playing it alone you can play it alone you can read all the storylines you can read the quests or you can play it to level really quick to play with your friends it says just turn into matt reading the back of the box this is insane <laughs> all right we get it dude world of warcraft's <laughs> the best game <laughs> <of all. laughs> and i'd say that lastly i think world of warcraft has some of the best moments of nostalgia out of any game ever created for those that played the original and the burning crusade and i think that world of warcraft at its height it's at its peak in terms of actual gameplay, questline, music, cinematics. It's at its peak right now. Cool. Steve, what is your next hot take? Your next and final. So my final one. This is a throwback to uh, episode one of the Ombre Gaming Podcast. And when I said this back in episode one, I got to tell you, I didn't think it was a hot take at the time. But as after I've talked about it more and I've seen everything in the past of like how how it was received somehow metal gear rising <laughs> revenges was a, was a critically acclaimed game when really it's a piece of shit yeah so i apparently that's a hot take and i just kind of wanted to revisit it i don't want to talk too much about it because i hate it it's a terrible game i don't want to go back to it i think it really uh shouldn't have been Metal Gear. It should have just been like Raiden's Revenge or Raiden's Revengeance or some shit like that because it wasn't a Metal Gear game. Like there was no stealth. It was basically just a hack and slash outrageous arcade style game and I don't know. I'm with you there, friend. Well, part of me feels like Steve and I are cut from the same cloth because my last hot take is a real simple one. It's short and it's sweet. Just let Kojima do his thing. Okay? My God, one of my hot takes was literally going to be, I think Kojima's overrated, but I didn't do it. That's not a hot take. Tons of people think that. <laughs> oh, good. So, well, uh, there's some people out there, and I think that they're like, oh, he's coming out with all these episodic trailers for Death Stranding, and I'm so confused. And a bit. Yeah, that's on you. That's because you haven't taken the time to go through the lore and break down each of the trailers, which I've done. Just let him do his thing. There's never been a game where Kojima hasn't made people shit their pants because it's so good. So everybody relax. Death Stranding is going to be great. Just relax and wait for it. I'm as impatient as you are. I want to play it too, but just let the man do his fucking thing. It's going to be fantastic. So cool it. Leave Kojima alone. And that, ladies and gentlemen, has been our hot takes and unpopular opinions. If you have any unpopular opinions and hot takes that you want to share, give us a call. 
let us know. Oh, I would actually love this. Anybody in the Discord, especially, uh, I'm going to point out Tambo. I'm going to point out Bear and Remy. I feel like Remy will have some Remy can have takes. some spicy takes. I literally, as we were recording this, asked Horizons to call in and talk about shotguns. Because <laughs> yeah. he has many hot takes about I'm shotguns. I'm sure he does. Also, Siege isn't even that good. All right. Let's keep the show going, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It's time for the part of the show where we update you on the gaming news that broke since oh last God, we spoke. This was even a ladies and gentlemen, this is Patch Notes. So for Patch Notes 8.23.18, let's get it started. Steve, what do you have for news? From Polygon. So this article is titled, Life is Strange 2 Finds New Ways to Diversify After Ditching Female Leads. So reading from the article, with 2015's Life is Strange, Square Enix and Don't Not Entertainment introduced a normalized depiction of young bisexual women to a mainstream audience. The episodic series was more than the story of teen girls exploring their budding sexuality, at least in its first season. Life is Strange became emblematic of the turning tide toward giving unconventional gaming heroes the floor. Life is Strange 2 is continuing that trend, even if it seems disappointing on first glance. Gone are the bisexual female leads. We have yet to see a high school setting that comes with a cast of recurring characters. Each one as blunt as any real-life teen. But what we have instead, based on what we've seen so far, are characters who embody diversity of a different kind, racial diversity. Our co-stars in Life is Strange 2 are the Diaz brothers, whose story begins when they flee their Seattle suburb after a run-in with the police. Sean and Daniel are at least half Mexican, and their father is a Mexican native. Based off the gameplay preview Square Enix released, it's hard to ignore that their race doesn't play a huge factor into what kicks off the game. Consider our current political climate if you don't immediately get the picture. Judging by that, it basically sounds like uh, their father was probably deported, because that seems like what's going on in the political climate. I do, I, I loved Life is Strange Season 1. I, I think I snagged it when it was on PSN for free, and I couldn't put it down once I started playing it. I got sucked into that world, because uh, again, I love those like episodic, kind of narrative-driven, your choices actually matter type games, as you know, with Telltale and the David Cage games that I keep going back to, even though the writing's terrible. It is cool to see that they did take a new uh, approach with a whole new cast of characters. And I do like that they are trying to shine a light on, you know, a, a group of people that aren't really showcasing gaming. You've talked about those tons of times, Manny, uh, how like most of the time when you get like Hispanics in gaming, it's the typical stereotype of like, you know, either like the gangster or the drug lord. And now you actually have just these two brothers going on a journey trying to stick together and trying to what sounds like survive almost because they're fleeing their home judging by the picture in the article they're very young you get an older and a younger brother situation going on here so it's going to lead to I, I would say some really emotional moments life is strange was probably one of the most emotional games I've ever played i still have to play before the storm uh, that's definitely on my list of the the backlog that never ends um, so I'm looking forward to this. I like how Square Enix takes the chance to switch up their games while still kind of keeping the core elements in place. For sure. I never really got into the um, Life is Strange games, but I mean, this one definitely sounds intriguing for some obvious reasons. But yeah, it should be exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to at least hearing your thoughts on it. I'm going to go next with my patch notes. This is coming out of Gamescom 2018. And it is Overwatch-related. So this is coming from IGN by Lucy O'Brien. And the title of this article is Overwatch Gets New Map, New Diva Animated Short from Gamescom 2018. Uh, Blizzard has released a brand new cinematic short for Overwatch's Diva alongside Busan, a new map. 
The long-awaited short, The Shooting Star, shows a more vulnerable side to the fan-favorite hero. Overwatch's new map, new control map, is also diva themed Players will battle for three territories in Busan, Sanctuary, Downtown, and Mecca Base. Sanctuary features an ancient temple and historic architecture. Downtown is all bright lights and a central light rail station. Watch out for the train. Uh, and the Mecca Base uh, houses South Korea's frontline defenses against the, the Guishin Omnic attacks. So yeah, pretty exciting stuff. A lot of people were looking forward to getting a diva short, which is awesome. I think it was actually one of the better shorts. It was like very tense and emotional um, and did show a vulnerable side. You also got to see her mecha sort of teammates. They looked really awesome. They had some like cool names like Casino and Demon. Um, so pretty rad. And the new map looks cool. I'm looking forward to playing it. And um, yeah, Blizzard always doing awesome things. So look forward to that. Uh, and to round it off, Matt, what do you have for the news times? Yeah, this is from Kotaku. Twitch will stream months-long Pokemon marathon starting next week. Quote, over the next several months, Twitch will stream the first 932 episodes yes. of the Pokemon anime series as well as every movie. The live That's stream amazing. will begin August 27th and last into 2019, the company announced today, making it not only the longest TV-like marathon Twitch has done to date, but also a perfect test of the human will to endure, <laughs> end quote, which is pretty funny. Um, it's pretty crazy. I do remember watching the original series on TV, so I definitely want to like try and hit those early episodes for sure. I remember the Butterfree episode deeply impacting. Yeah, me. that was a good episode. I uh, I very recently, like within the last calendar year, watched almost all of the original animated series. Oh, yeah, really? I went on a tear. That's funny. Yeah, I'll. It it'll be a little interesting to see how much because uh, Amazon Prime has like their Prime Video. It'll be interesting to see how much they push that into Twitch. You know, yeah. like with streaming other shows that are popular in gaming culture absolutely Um, interesting to see but yeah that's my update it's very cool i'm so excited um i very caught in the hype of pokemon right now uh recent article actually two recent pokemon articles coming out back to back you can check them out at omergaming.com slash read we love the pokemans and we're very excited so i'm down for this i'm gonna be tuning in for sure uh and i bet my friend sam is as well so ladies and gentlemen that was patch notes 8.23.18, where we update you on the gaming news that broke since last we spoke. Now, before we close it out, there are two things that we have to do today. The first is that we have a voicemail, so let's go ahead and give it a listen. It is from our friend Dexter, and let's see what he has to say. Hey, guys. It's your boy here, Dexter Morgan. Uh, You can look me up on YouTube. If you want to do that, but it's not that uh, great of an experience. I'm here to talk today about (laughs) guilty pleasures, and I would like to say the main guilty pleasure for you Overwatch people, do you ever play as May and just build walls, ice walls, to block people in their spawn? Uh, Yeah, I I am guilty of this uh, on a few occasions when people were just being complete assholes. Um, and then also on Fortnite, I like to build roofs just right to where it traps my teammates right in there. Uh, anyways, that is 
Colors. Thank you. I'm a big fan, by the way. Uh, love listening to the podcast every day while I'm at work. Uh, have a great day. Aww. Thanks for calling in, Dexter. I have first-hand knowledge that Lonnie does that to me all the time as May. She will build walls as so I cannot get to the point, and she'll just follow me around and do it. It's so it annoying. It sounds like I would love to hang out with Lonnie because she seems like she's right up my alley there. I, like that's yeah. something I would probably try to do. Like I don't play Overwatch enough because like when I do play, I just try to use like the two or three characters I'm somewhat decent at. So I wouldn't dare try to like experiment with this, but now I might just because yeah, if I'm not good so at it, I might as well just be a in. dick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so yeah, thanks for calling in, Dexter. We appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, we all got guilty pleasures. Thanks for sharing yours, and thanks for supporting the show. Recent newcomer to our uh, Discord channel. We're happy you're with us, dude. Uh, thanks for all the support you give us. And speaking of support, moving on to the last thing we got to do before we end the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the final episode of August, which means we got to give a nice big shout-out to all of our patrons. Uh, if you want to join this amazing group of people on Patreon, head over to patreon.com slash Ombra Gaming, where, again, every single dollar goes right back into the show and helps us out in a huge way. Um, so to everybody who supports us on Patreon, real talk, thank you so much. You are the reason we are able to do what we do, and we appreciate your You're support. the wind beneath our wings. Very much. You are the wings. You are both the wind and also the wings. Uh, for we would not take flight without your support. So, uh, thank you to the following supporters. Alex Mill, David Campos, Ernesto Martinez, uh, Greg Kearney, Javier Castillas, Matt Antoine, Remy Archibald, a.k.a. Remy Bucksaplenty, Sandra, Tambo, the Hashtagonist, and of course, the one and only face holding it down in Norway. So again, thank you to everybody who supports us on Patreon. It means the world. We love you, and we absolutely appreciate all that you do. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was episode 43 of the Ombra Gaming Podcast. I sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed making it for you. If you did, head over to wherever you listen to this podcast, whether it be Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Android, whatever they do, and all those other ones in between, and let us know how we're doing. Give us a rating, give us a star, whatever it is, whatever gimmick that you have on that platform, do that thing. Make us look good, you know? Uh, we would appreciate it. And again, if you want to throw us a buck or two at patreon.com, it would be awesome. And again, keep an eye out for me at PAX. I would love to connect with you. If you're going, let us know. We can enjoy the smoggy Seattle air together. Wouldn't that be a wonderful thing? So with that, ladies and gentlemen, as always, wherever you are, wherever you're listening from with your ears, we appreciate you. And I'll tell you what's more. We will talk to you very soon. Pokemon, gotta catch them all. A courage will pull us through. You teach You'll me teach me and I'll, I'll teach you. Pokemon, Pokemon. gotta, gotta catch, catch them all. all. Gotta catch them all. Pokemon. Pokemon.